following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, you're working through, uh, actually just started tonight, a class on prodigals, reaching your prodigal. And uh, Mm -hmm. most of us know kind of what that means and may even be able to think about a prodigal in our life, someone who we would like to come back to us. But you had Hmm. the tables turned a little bit tonight as you had the class, and you met someone very interesting in the the, uh, reaching your prodigal class. Mm. Tell us about that. Yeah, I I just shared this with you. It was uh, unusual um, because the people who typically come to this class they have a person who's a prodigal in their lives. And so there was a young woman who had, um, at at the table for the discussion, um, we had about four different tables, and uh, there was a woman who shared about the pain of of her her prodigal, and uh, she was a lovely woman, um, but this adult... uh, daughter. It was painful. Then there was a man who was sharing about his prodigal. And <clears throat> I, uh, I I had, there was somebody sitting next to me, and uh, she was a young woman, age 22, and she said, well, all I know is I got this flyer, and I, I, I received it on Sunday, and I thought maybe this would be something I need to come to. But she said, I'm hearing that these are all people who have prodigals in their lives. A prodigal means kind of wasted. They, they're, they're turning away from, it could be their faith, uh, but uh, or they're going a, a direction that's, in, in the Bible, there's a story about a prodigal son that Jesus tells. It's a parable. And uh, how the father, a, a good father, um, he sees his son off in the distance and he runs to his son who had uh, had wasted his inheritance. He just, uh, it, it's a powerful story in the book of Luke. And so she said, but uh, I, I guess I'm, my situation is different. I am a prodigal. Mm-hmm. And normally we don't expect that because the class is more like reaching your prodigal. And she said, but I needed to be here. And, I mean, she had no idea what the class was about. So I, I just told her, you know, for these nine weeks, um, she said, I said, I'm adopting you. <laughs> so, uh, and she just hung on to me. She's a beautiful young woman and uh, works as a project manager and uh, in construction. Just lovely. And so I just felt blessed that she was there. And she said, I want to come back. <laughs> so she's going to be coming back. And... Um, She's endearing, and she said, 
I think she said uh, the the challenge she has is that just God is angry. And I thought, I, I believe that's what she said. And I said, would you like to know what God is really like? based on the Bible, and uh, she said, okay. And I said, well, first of all, God created us all with three inner needs for love, significance, and security. I'll tell you what God says. It's Jeremiah 31.3. He says, I've loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness. I said, how long is everlasting? And she said something like, well, I think that's forever. I said, exactly. Everlasting is forever. Mm -hmm. So he loves you. He will always love you. He will never not love you. And I failed to tell her this. And if she's listening right now, she's got to be at work at 7. So I said, well, you probably need to just go on to sleep but uh, I think she was possibly wanting to listen but she didn't know I would be telling this story but because uh, I didn't plan on telling this story um, but you know she, when when she said God is angry I, I wanted her to know what God actually says and when we think of the word love, a lot of people think of Valentine's love, e- you know, emotion. But that's not um, the concept. And if we look at love in, as uh, in, in agape love, uh, which is the Greek for the New Testament, it means not emotion. It is, I call it devotion. It's devoted to do what is your whatever the other person's best interest is meaning he does what is in your best interest he 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 determines that this is the character of God he knows what is most loving for you not emotion he's going to do what is in the highest interest the best interest of you and then uh, maybe later I'll struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. 
we are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. If you're interested in the material June was just talking about, reaching your prodigal, uh, you can attend a class on Tuesday nights, 7 to 8.30. It is, uh, if you're in the Dallas area, you can attend live at... Uh, First Baptist Dallas, or you can uh, join by Zoom if you'd like to find the information there. It is uh, just go to hopefortheheart.org and find the events page, drop down there, and you'll find the Reaching Your Prodigal class again on Tuesday nights is when that is live, and you might want to uh, just be available there. It is going through November 14th, so you've got uh, the uh, next several Tuesdays, a 10-week class that that's going on. If you have any questions or concerns about what we bring up here on the program, you can talk to our customer support team. They'll be happy to help you get some resources into your hands, and maybe uh, even on our website. You can find some free resources, or if you'd like to order some of our materials, you can do that by uh, just uh, talking with them, and they'll, they'll help you order that and then uh, send it on its way. The number there for customer support is 800-488-HOPE. That's Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you get the right resources. The number again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Let's turn to our caller for tonight. We have a caller coming back to us from uh, just a few days ago, listening on WZZW in West Virginia. We welcome back Jean. Well, I do welcome you back, Jean. I'm so glad we're getting to talk again. So, from the last time uh, that we talked, uh, do you have any thoughts about what we discussed? Um, I have a million thoughts. Um, <laughs> a million thoughts. Yeah, okay, I'm well, wondering how <laughs> we got here. I mean, my marriage. Mm. Um, because, you know, I'm a strong believer in faith, and um, I know those that have strong faith, the devil attacks you more. And I think that's why I've been dealing with just these horrible meltdowns and struggles and you know every time I turn around I'm trying to do something to to help my marriage and it's just like a door shut right in my it gets shut right in my face mm. so it's very frustrating um and you know there's nothing worse than 
fighting for your marriage and being rejected not only by your husband but your your children as as well. And then, you know, you just have to fight the devil even harder. So I just kind of feel like even though I have friends uh, that support me um, and, you know, try to guide me through this, you know, I just still feel like I'm fighting the battle all by myself. Mm. So when you're saying you're fighting for your marriage... Yes, that's, um, that, that is a concept that makes sense. What is going on in your marriage that is the most painful of all? The way my husband and my children have been. Um, my husband is a stranger to me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, he's totally abandoned me in this marriage. Uh, you know, I think I've told you last week that, you know, he doesn't give me any money. He picks the change up and he puts it in a zippy bag and he locks it up so I can't have any money to do anything with or go anywhere. Um, the car needs fixed. He says he's not fixing it. Um, you know, he's done doing anything and buying anything. So, um, you know, and and I don't know if I told you last week, he changed the doorknob on the uh, bedroom door. Uh, It now locks, so I cannot get in there. Yes. And I know you said he isn't talking to you. No. And, and when I try to talk to him, he's he's really um, uh, what's I don't want to say horrible, but it's it's kind of mean because he says I don't have to talk to you, hmm. and I'm like, well, I haven't done anything to you. Why can't you talk to me? Because I don't need to talk to you. And just like tonight, um, I came home um, from my brother's house, and my husband and my daughter wasn't home. They were gone. And I've waited all evening for them to come home, and they have not come home. And um, she also has a lock now on her door. Your daughter? Um, yeah. So nobody can go in either one of the rooms, even though I have stuff in our bedroom still because my closet's in there. Um, I had to move a bunch of stuff out last night um, in order for me to be able to, you know, have clothes and stuff to wear. Um, But as the evening went on, I went in the house, and I think they're home because I can hear the ceiling fans and stuff running in the bedrooms. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think someone someone has he's drove somewhere, left the van, and they've brought them back, 
because they've been home because her lunch pail is here from cheerleading practice this evening. Mm. Well, you said she was 16. Is this correct? Yeah. Yeah, she just turned 16 on um, the 30th of August. So has she been this way? Um, how long has she been this way? Um, I'd say in the last two years, she's changed a, a lot. Definitely the last year and a half. And it seems as every day goes by, she is sucked more and more into his world to where uh, she is against me. So, you know, and I try so hard uh, to talk to her and to carry on a conversation and hug her and tell her I love her and that she just does she's like, don't touch me. So, you know, again, I feel like Every step that I try to make an effort in order to hopefully, you know, reach out my hand, it's like I just get a door slammed in my face. So, you know, I'm just, I don't know what to do anymore. And we, you know, we got into a big argument yesterday evening and, um, you know, it's, it's getting to the point that I don't even want to be here. But every, you know, my lawyer and everyone else, everyone else says, "Oh, don't you, don't you leave, don't you leave." Ah, uh, you know, they'll get you for abandonment. Abandonment, well, yeah. And uh, um, he's already mm-hmm. done that, you know. And he's he's tell he's told lies um, in the divorce decree about me. He has slandered me. And so I've had to go gather information, which wasn't hard to do. Um, You know, he says that I um, have substance abuse issues where I take prescription medication. Um, But I don't. I've got proof that I don't. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's one thing I feel like that is working in my favor. And then this lady lawyer that's been trying to help me find a a lawyer since I don't have any money, um, I think, well, she and I think that we have found one, but I've called her for the past couple days, this lawyer that I thought that I had, um, unless she's just too busy to, um, you know, return my phone calls or my emails, mm-hmm. uh, texts, whatever. Um, I haven't heard anything from her to find out, you know, what's legal, uh, what's not legal. Because uh, we're technic- just because he's filed for a divorce, he thinks, you know, we're done. He doesn't have to answer to me or tell me anything or talk to me. Um, he won't even go to the grocery store. He won't let me go to the grocery store um, and pick out what food I want. He wants me to make a list, and if it's on sale, he'll buy it. Yeah, I'm 54 years old. I feel like I can go to just give me some money to go, mm-hmm. you know, 
give me a card to go to the store and let me buy what I want. Because I can't just make you a list. I might walk down an aisle and see something that I didn't have on my list. So, um, yeah, he's being really nasty about that. So I know you told me that he had served divorce papers. How long ago was that? I think I got them last Friday. Okay. I think the day you were on on the program with us last Friday, is that correct? Yeah, I think that's that's the day I told you I got served, I think. Yeah, or yes, a thir- I think it was a Thursday actually. Well but but the point is now my typical um question would be uh, and I'm saying this in a way facetiously but what's her name I don't need really I'm not asking for the name it's usually the the way you've described it it usually is indi- indicative of uh another woman yeah um <clears throat> I've narrowed it to two um but I think the first one that I thought that it was, that's who I think it is, um, because he, uh, she has, she has money. Um, well, her and her husband have money. Um, I'm not sure who actually has it. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't think she's gonna divorce her husband. Okay. So the issue then is, let's assume that, uh, you know, we we know that a person can divorce another person um, without cause, Uh, used to not be that way, Uh, but let's assume that he then does get the divorce. Do you have a plan of what you will do? So the first thing I got to do is find some uh, place to move to. Don't have anywhere to live at the moment. Um, you know, my first hearing is not till the end of October. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you? and sees you as his precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that he is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, 
We want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Just call our customer support team. They're happy to connect you with the right resources, perhaps on our website, or if there's something they can order and have sent to you, they'll, uh, they'll send it right away, and uh, you can talk to them at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. And uh, you can talk to them Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They're happy to receive your call, have that conversation with you, and uh, send the right materials on their way. We have Keys for Living on the topic of divorce called Beginning Again from Brokenness. Also, the Keys for Living on Manipulation called Cutting the Strings that Control. Those and so many other resources are available by calling our customer support support team at 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you'd like to take a look at the full listing of our resources and uh, find out what might be applicable to your situation, or maybe as you talk to someone else in your life and they could use some materials to help them, uh, to guide them in the uh, the way that they should go, uh, maybe a struggle they're having, you can go to our website, hopefortheheart.org slash store, and you'll find it all there. The Keys for Living, Lifeline to Hope online training, uh, June's books, other uh, resources, Bible studies, and you find it again at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to tonight's conversation now with Jean. Well, Jean, I know that you told me uh, about a week ago um, that he... Your husband had been affectionate, but now there is no affection, meaning he stopped being affectionate uh, all the way from, you know, no, that not even holding her hand or much less kissing, uh, that would, be, would have been normal. Um, and uh, you indicated that... Um, Obviously, your your daughter now is siding with him, and now she has a lock on the door on her door. Um, the question: What uh, wh- what is going on with your son? I think you said he's age twenty. Um, he's in college, so um, mm-hmm. you know I don't. I think that's why he doesn't want to come home very often is because of, you know, 
we used to fight like constantly and now it's just to the point um we'll pass each other in the house and not say one word like this morning i left to go to the doctor um i think i passed him a couple times through the kitchen uh a couple times through the living room and neither one of us said a word to each other so you know, it seems like every time I open up my mouth to try to carry on a conversation, um, he just gets uh, very irritated. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to teach, because I know it's, it, it affects her. And... Like, we went to a cheerleading competition on Saturday, Mm -hmm. and um, I had to drive myself. Um, He went with his mother. They sat together, but I wasn't allowed to sit with them. I had to sit by myself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel I support her in anything that she's ever done. And I, I've always been her cheerleader. And I just feel that that is wrong um, for her sake when it comes to going to watch her do an event. She's already stressed and nervous enough mm-hmm. without having to see her family divided. Yes. You know, I just feel that they should think more of her than themselves. Because he won't acknowledge me when, you know, before the football game, and then he didn't acknowledge me at all on Saturday at the cheerleading competition. Um, Neither one of them spoke to me, Um, you know, and it just, it really breaks my heart that she's stuck in the middle. It's not something that mm-hmm. she asked for. You know what I'm saying? Of course. So I, you, you know, I just feel like she's going to have to have counseling. It sounds as though some, yep, when, when he has told you, well, um, this is, it's always painful when I hear you're crazy. Um, uh, Now, does she believe that? He he says she doesn't want anything to do with me. And I asked her that actually on Saturday when we uh, were all home. uh, He was not in the room when I asked her. You know, I said, your dad says you don't want anything to do with me. Is that true? And she told me no. Uh, so I don't I don't know if she's telling me the truth or if he's, yeah, you know, I don't know who to believe because her actions speak louder than her words. Is that meaning because she is rejecting you? Yeah. Okay. So, 
Um, well, yeah, do, do be aware that there are times when a son or daughter, either one, can, it is true, be caught in the middle. Um, and I've seen it where at the time, for, for a period of time, they will side with a particular parent <clears throat> because um, they, they feel um, pressured. And knowing that one parent wants to do something a certain way, uh, meaning treat the other parent wrongly, um, and it and it, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I understand you don't know what is the real situation, but um, I think the issue is right now. It sounds like you need to absolutely take him at his word that the that what he's saying is uh, very intentionally intentionally cutting you off, um, keeping you from having finances to be able to just do basic things. So um, you do need to have a plan. And is there any person who, I know you don't have a lawyer at this time, but is there anyone else uh, either that you could go to? And I, let me just say, I'm... I'm familiar that with at times there can be a uh, a shelter where there are free pro bono uh, lawyers, or there can be a caseworker who could give you advice of how to proceed. What if if everything stays as is? Um, and I do advise you as strongly as possible to try to to um, do what is in your daughter's best interest. Um, your your hu husband doesn't want, he, he, he just wants to cut you off because that's what you told me. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. so yeah, go on. And I feel like he wants to cut me out of my, my, I still call them my children because they're always going to be my children. I know that, you know, my son, you know, he's he's an adult. He's 20. Uh, mm -hmm. She will be in a couple years. Um, you know, I just, I just feel that, you know, he's filling their ears with things that... Um, he shouldn't be saying. Uh, like that's what? That's why I feel, you know, when this is all done, she's going to have to have counseling. I mean, she's, right. we went through this when, she, when, when school started, when she was little. She hated school. Um, so she... Every day she had a belly ache. She didn't feel good. You know, she was having anxiety about going to school. So I finally told her, 
I'm going to take you to a counselor and let you talk to a counselor because, you know, you've got to go to school. Yes. And so um, she made me go in the room with her. Um, I mean, you know, she always came to me for everything. And now I'm just, like I said, I feel invisible. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, it really hurts because of course. I, I know he has told her this, and she's learning vicious behavior mm-hmm. that she's probably going to project on her own husband or her own kids one day. Well, the issue is... <clears throat> Right now, she has just turned 16, and I want you to be aware that the brain does not fully develop until age 25 to 28. So what you're seeing now is um, rejecting behavior, absolutely. Um, There will be a time when she could later have uh, a change of heart. So be very aware that this is what is apparent now. But that doesn't mean that she one day, um, when her brain, the, the, what, what happens is the, it's called the amygdala, um, the emotional part of the brain develops much earlier. So she's got emotions that are swinging. <clears throat> so the main thing is be very conscious of what you say to her. Your, your job right now is doing the best you can. You're going to do that, but That doesn't mean rejecting her. Um, She is rejecting you, but it's vital that you look at her. Um, This is a wounding, totally wounding situation. This is not normal, but that's not of her doing. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is, you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If uh, if you have questions, any of the uh, topics that we bring up here on the program tonight, our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they'd be happy to help you and guide you really to God's hope through our resources. Just talk with them, and they'll be able to recommend some of our keys for living or other resources that might help you. Their number, 800-488-HOPE. I want to recommend one of our keys for living, uh, actually, is a book, rather, that June has written called uh, Bonding with Your Teen Through Boundaries. Bonding with Your Teen Through Boundaries. And that might have, uh, this uh, discussion tonight might have piqued your interest in that very topic, and you'll want to maybe get a hold of that book. Again, call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Maybe there's something going on in your life, and you'd like to have a conversation about that with June on a future broadcast of Hope of the Night. And we welcome your call at 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, you'll leave a message. We'll get back to you and uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number again, 800-NIGHT-17. That's 800-644-4817. Returning now to tonight's conversation with Jean. Well, Jean, last time you told me that uh, not only were there lies and mudslinging, but he likes to bully. Um, I think the issue for you you're going to have to have a plan, but I, I want to emphasize, I have, I have been around a number of young people who later are very regretful for how they've treated a mother in particular. I could give you all kinds of scenarios that I know when... Like, for example, when a daughter, and I'm thinking of a particular situation, it was breaking the heart of this this mother, but she had no choice based on what the dad did. And he had the money. Um, she was excluded all kinds of ways. And it it was just wounding to her. And I said to her, I said... One day, 
your son and your daughter, this is exactly the same situation here, uh, your son and your daughter will be able to make independent decisions. And for you to do what is thoughtful for both children um, and take a picture of whatever you've done, if it could be a picture of a letter you've written or make a copy or anything that's kind that like if if you sent something for a gift or a birthday or because she was literally out of the home because of what this husband had done i said you you go on and do what you normally would do regardless of the lack of response of your your daughter and your son and the and the son was older and i never will forget um we talked we would talk once a year because i was at a convention where this um dear woman was and uh she was working at a radio station um and the, the, the Christian radio station. And the bottom line is this. I never forget, I go back to that convention. We talked like four years in a row. And she said, you wouldn't believe what happened. Um, first, it was the son. He went off to college. And the second year, he called her and said, Mom, I'd like to come visit you. And you know, he, both children were totally non-existent in contact. And I told her, there's not, there are many times where a child does not feel uh, that they can. They feel um, everything has to be the side, siding with the other spouse. And so, sure enough, she, she showed him a picture of, of multiple things that she had done. And by the way, the things she sent, excuse me, yes, that's right. The things she had sent to each of the children never made it to each, to, 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 to them. In other words, the husband had blocked all knowledge. Um, I don't know what he did with the things, but then the kids, initially the son was able to see the things that she had done, thoughtful letters, whatever, with no response. Um, two, two years later, the daughter goes off to college, and now <laughs> she, she uh, literally uh, makes contact with her mother, and it was a whole different picture because they were able to make independent contact without the dad being present. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes, yeah. yeah. It makes a lot of sense because, like, I called my son this past Sunday, um, you know, just to, just to reach out to him. Yes. And, uh, and of course, I had to act texted him a couple times and just something short, you know, so I don't uh, push the envelope too much right now. Yes. Um, 
But I called him and and asked him how school was going, and he was studying, and um, you know, he was telling me how things were going, and he was thinking about going and work, going back to work uh, at the hospital where he got sick at the beginning oh. of the year. Um, mm-hmm. But when we got when we went to get off the phone, I said, "Well, I'll let you go. I know you're busy. You need to study, but." Just remember that I that I love you, and um, you know I'm here, and um, you know no matter what, you know I've always told them, you know, no matter how bad you think life is, always reach out to a friend, a parent, uh, you know, a relative. And my son and daughter, they're they're tight because Good. growing up, mm-hmm. that's, they just had each other. Because I didn't let my kids go just anywhere. Yes. Um, because I just I just didn't. Um, so, but he thanked me for calling him. And uh, I mean, my son, he's for the most part of his life until this past summer. He's always been very respectful to me. Good. And this past summer, he said a lot of things that just shattered my heart into a million pieces. And well, you told I, me he's yeah. 20. You said he was 20, correct? Yes. Okay, well, don't forget what I've said about the brain doesn't fully develop. And, and, and the part is... That that is not developed, or it's the last to develop, is what is called the prefrontal cortex. That is the logical, rational, it's the problem-solving part of the brain. Um, so it, uh, I can tell you, your response needs to be still, regardless of what they do, you communicate that you love them, God has a plan for them. And I'm not saying you you preach a sermon. I'm just saying that you you are wanting God's best for them. And it can be short, sweet, and to the point. But the point is that you you do have a way that you can plant, I'll say, plant seeds and know that as time goes on, their brain can um, literally develop to the point of dealing with the truth. I would pray for truth to set them free. Jesus is the one who said, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, right now, there's no telling what all. Um, you, you can't know everything that your husband is saying to them. And so, if you'll just continue on course to plant seeds of your kindness and your belief in them, um, that they don't need to be, it's tragic that they're caught in the middle, um, but that is many times what a situation is. Uh, and yet, you're, you're responsible for still being the nurturing mom. 
And just keep that in mind that you're going to be limited in the things that you can do, but you can, you'll always be able to do something. You'll be able to periodically call or text and just say, I just want you to know I love you and I will always love you. I care, you know, I care and I will always pray for you. And be very, and you could write out different things that you're going to say at different times. But if you are consistent with that, later on, when they have the ability to be autonomous, they have the ability to not be controlled by a critical father. Um, your husband, uh, knowing that he is uh, displaying some classic symptoms of having an affair. These are these are classic things that go on where the affection to turns totally uh, against the spouse, and everything looks um, totally rosy to toward the other woman and I mean it could go either way it's, the issue is not that um, it's only uh, a husband does this sometimes wives do this and but the main thing is you be consistent with your daughter and your son even though at times they could say things that literally are, are cutting um but your heart, if you've yielded your heart to the Lord, He can protect your heart. It will be hurtful, but in truth, I think your children, most of all, they are needing loving care. You, you are their mother. And the most important thing you can do at this point is pray for them, pray that they'll be protected from um, becoming calloused. It, it's all your part, and you need to see the importance of your role. And I think I'm going to be sending you our keys on rejection, because this is very painful, what you're going through. But... Jesus was despised and rejected, and yet it did not keep him from loving people. We will be sending our keys for living on rejection and abandonment called Healing the Wounded Heart. We'll send that to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. And if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. Our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.